Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is Friday, February the 3rd. We are just coming out of our, <laughs> seems to be yearly ice event. And it is episode 347, entitled Things to Know. We're going to touch on the local PTA, or Council of PTAs, more appropriately, some of the conflict with the national and state level organizations, notice of the FBI's intent to expand and to dock or not dock. Before I get into the content, let me just remind you that you can share, subscribe, like, comment, follow, and if you're feeling particularly good about it, you can go ahead and rate this show. For the time being, I am still with Podbean, and uh, we're trying to see how far we can get. I've been, uh, my daily download average has been going up, so I have uh, faith that we'll get to the uh, magic number at some point, but still working on that 200 followers listed on Podbean, and uh, that is, you know, long-term goal, big goal, stretch goal, whatever you want to call it. So here we go. Okay. So, for those of you who are not aware, I do, in fact, live in the city of McKinney. And in my fine city, we have what I will call a conflicted uh, situation. We have the school board, which I've spoken on multiple times, which refuses to address the parents, refuses to be concerned about the concerns that the parents have nominally because they don't think it's a problem, but I guess objectively because they refuse to acknowledge there's a problem or even a potential problem. So I was scrolling on their PTA council page here and they're quick to point out that the new pack that they have formed. Uh, and just so you understand one of the leaders of the new pack that puts public schools first is also the leader of the council of PTAs. Not sure how that's not a conflict of interest. Maybe, maybe not. Don't see any concerns there. No, of course not. Uh, oh, and never mind the fact that that person is also a Democrat operative. So there's no political tilt there at all whatsoever. I'm just imagining that I'm sure. So they support the national PTA, including the rights of parents to engage in and advocate for their child's education. Really? Because that's not what's happening with our local school board. They're not allowing engaging on by the parents or the grandparents for their children's educational needs. They are not uh, in the least bit concerned about grooming that may or may not be going on courtesy of some well-placed books (laughs) that we have in the school district that is concerning at the local level that that they're doing one thing and telling you another and we're supposed to buy this and of course unless you're actually a member of the council of ptas you're completely unaware of this you buy their story because you don't know any better now, I can continue to go on and, you know, vent on this specific issue, but it gets better. 
You see, when we then look at the state level, right? So our brand new state representative in HD 61 um, has assured the Texas PTA councils, right? That he's opposed to vouchers. Yet he ran as a conservative. He ran as a Republican. And one of the primary planks or multiple planks, if you will, on our platform is school choice, is school reform, is school finance reform. So which is it? I would encourage you to reach out to Representative Frazier and ask him, does he support reform with or without vouchers? Because truth be told, I don't support vouchers myself. I think they're a mistake for various reasons. But I know the majority of the conservatives or the majority of the Republicans think it's going to fix a lot of things. So which is it? I, I would like for any of my listeners to go ahead and call Representative Frazier and ask him, are you going to support education reform and finance reform and potentially vouchers or not? Are you going to side with the Texas Parent Teachers Association, which is demonstrably run by leftists, progressives, or are you going to support the parents who in large part trusted you to go do a job, which is to represent them in HD 61. Now, I'm not sure what his answer is going to be, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth and I don't want you to put words in his mouth, but I think it's fair to call and ask for clarification because, I mean, I'm looking at their very post here on December the 13th, 2022, where they're talking about he's remaining committed, supporting the legislative priority for the Texas PTA. Okay. So which is it? I think that's a legitimate answer and don't beat the guy up. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't even been there for a full term yet, but I think it's a fair question. I think you should ask him that question. Do you support what the progressive Texas PTA group wants, or do you support what your supporters in HD 61 want? Inquiry minds want to know, and that's at the state level. While we're on it, It is no surprise to me that all these national and federal organizations that work with government schools, they are quick to point out that when the child is on their property and they have possession of the child, that that child is theirs. They treat it like that. They act like that. They mistreat you, the parent or grandparent like that. It's basically possession is nine tenths of the law, right? But we tolerate this. We allow this. And if you think you're going to fix it by some reforms, I'm here to tell you, I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to happen. The The feds have a vested interest in separating you from your children. Clearly at the state level, the Teachers Association has a vested interest in you being separated from your child. The constant support of local organizations for perversion being injected into the schools should be a clarion call, should be a giant red flag. But instead, they're more concerned about parents who are understandably worked up about things being done to their children and grandchildren that they make you the enemy. They they project their ill hmm, intent on you as a parent or a grandchild or a grandparent, excuse me. How does that happen? Don't know, but here we are. It's because we haven't been paying attention, if you want my opinion. It's because 
we do a bad job of standing up for our families. To put it not too fine of a point on it, when you surrendered your children to the government schools, that started it. When the churches abdicated an opportunity they had to help educate children, that allowed it. When the churches refused to speak out on behalf of their people, their members, their parishioners, on the evil that is being tolerated in government schools, it grew. When the parents themselves, as the leaders of the parent-teacher associations or organizations, refused to do anything about it for various reasons, it grew. And now we're at the point where the tail is wagging the dog. So let me ask you, (laughs) why do you think government schools fear vouchers? Why do you think they fear competition? Why do they want to keep control of your children? This should be concerning to you. You ought to reflect on this before you make your next decision, before you um, support your next candidate, before you donate your money, before you get involved. This is not to say that they're all evil or they have ill intent. It's just to be noted that it is what it is. And while we're talking about the things at the federal level here, I know I try very diligently to keep things focused on Collin County or McKinney proper, Texas as a whole for sure, but things that happen at the federal level cannot be ignored. There are lots of people that do local radio, state radio, national radio that talk about these issues, so I I don't feel like I have to do much on this, but I ran across a little blurb where the FBI is going to be getting a headquarters that is twice the size of the Pentagon. Think about that. Twice the size of the Pentagon. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of domestic surveillance. I have a real concern when my government, who is supposed to work for me, feels the need to keep tabs on everything I and everybody else does for our own protection. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the song, you know, Men in Black, right? Will Smith. Believe me, it's for your own protection. Yes, but what's even better still is last night while I was sitting at home enjoying the ostensibly the last evening of the ICE event in North Texas, the movie Enemy of the State was on, which also coincidentally is a Will Smith movie, uh, to say nothing of the fact that there are several other really good actors in there. The whole idea is they're playing out the surveillance and what lengths they can and are willing to go to to keep tabs on we the people. Now, they... The leadership in the movie tries to sell it that they're concerned about terrorists. They're concerned about outside influence. Okay, maybe that's true, but it's always been about controlling the populace. It's always been about controlling we the people. And I'm really at a loss as to why in the world we would expand the FBI. The FBI of all entities does not need to grow. As a matter of fact, I would almost go so far as to say we should consider defunding or reforming 
or I don't know, restructuring the entirety of the FBI and all quote unquote national security elements. It seems to me they spent far more time chasing people in these United States that have a valid and right concern for protest than they do dealing with foreign entities. They can't even secure a border, but hey, you said something naughty on Facebook. We have a case of misplaced priorities. And if you doubt me, you need to look no further than the show that's been going on with the so-called classified documents that are suddenly found in certain residences. So as a former president, sometimes you take some documents and I've kind of stayed out of this because I don't know all the details and the fine line of the law and really it's not that big a deal. If the guy was president last week and he's not president this week, I think there's a pretty good chance that he has access to or direct memory of many, many documents that are classified. So I'm not going to lose sleep over the idea that maybe something didn't get turned over in the proper order or fashion or in an immediate time frame because there's a lot of things that have to be gone through, particularly when they're working in concert with the responsible entities. However, that's not enough. However, that is apparently a far bigger concern than a vice president that should have never had access to those files or a senator that should have never had access to those files. Yet, we just pretend it's nothing. Now, again, I'm not going to lose sleep over somebody that had a high-level government agency or government position having some paperwork with them after the fact that maybe, just maybe, isn't appropriate. But if we're going to investigate and we're going to be upset by this, we need to be consistent. We need to have the whole idea of equal weights and measures at play here, right? You can't just arbitrarily decide one is terrible and one is not. You can't have different ways things are done. So I understand. Sleepy Creepy Joe, he's the president. And honestly, anything he has on him or in his possession, directly or indirectly, he can either unclassify with a whip of his pen or he can simply pardon himself, which would be tacky, but plausible. Well, those don't matter because I said so. It's just, I get it. I really do. But it's almost as if it's all part of the show. Let me ask you, what happened to Hillary? Not a darn thing. But if you, as a sailor, took a picture of something to send to your family that maybe included something that should not have been in there, whether you intended to or not, you go to prison. But you can do 50,000 emails or whatever the screen number was. It was so huge. I couldn't even fathom it that violate protocol and violate the law when you're a lawyer and you're the secretary of state and you're a former Senator and the former first lady, and you can do all that stuff and nobody cares. It's like a giant yawn. And yet we're worried about a couple boxes of documents that were with a former president. Come on. Does anybody buy this stuff? It's almost to the point where you should just never write anything down. Never send an email. Never 
make audio messages. What? I mean, if you're going to dream this stuff up and use it against you at some point in the future, because it's convenient now, whereas it wasn't before. And, and if you don't think this is directly ties into the national surveillance program, right? The need and the desire of those people in power to tighten the noose around all of America and all of our liberty. I don't know what else I got to tell you. And (laughs) unless you think this isn't directly applicable to you and me sitting here in McKinney, Texas, let me remind you that the FBI on the behest of teachers associations started to investigate parents and grandparents that were protesting the bad behavior or the ill-intended outcomes of some of the policies in place in school districts and was trying to get them classified as domestic terrorists. So while you may think that I'm being ridiculous, while you may say that I'm overblowing this, while you could conceivably reject what I'm telling you, you only need to have paid attention to the news over the last two years to see there's enough evidence there to suggest that you ought to be concerned to what's going on. You ought to pay attention. Now, look, I have nothing against uh, Democrat operatives or Democrat voters or Democrat leadership being involved in anything political. That's part of the process. But what I do have challenges with is when one side, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, tries to sell the general public that, well, we're involved in this and we check our politics at the door. We we don't impress our preferred policies on the organization. Well, that's crazy. I mean, even now, <laughs> certain segments of society have woken up to the idea that, you know, court is not really non-partial and they're really not nonpartisan. And we kind of have been watching this and expecting this to come to fruition on all these opinions that I issue. But again, this comes down to is one side is far better organized, has a better game plan on how to deal with these things. And then, of course, the stupid party, which I belong to, doesn't seem to be able to get out of their own way. They don't seem to have any kind of game plan to counteract what the other guys are doing. And once upon a time, like when I was a child, Democrats could be Democrats, quote, liberal, and still love their country. And they still wanted what was, in their mind, best for this country. And they didn't seek to undermine this country. But those days are gone. The Democrat Party is being essentially dictated to by foreign operatives. If you don't believe me, just put on the news. And (laughs) again, you can't trust what you believe or you can't trust or believe what you see on the news, but even they are putting out information that it makes it clear that our government is essentially a foreign run operation in many cases. And again, not to excuse the other side of the aisle, because again, the Republicans are not much better. And I say that as a Republican in good standing who strongly believes that I can make a difference as an individual within that party. But the reality is, is I can't change anything at the national level. I have very little influence, very, very little influence at the state level, but I can do things outside my back door. I can do things in the city I live in, in the county I live in. And that's why I get up every morning and think to myself, how can I protect liberty? 
okay, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, this is a background thought process that goes on. And it's very frustrating to me that the people on my team, the people on my side of the aisle, aren't always on the same page. Or the people that are on my team and are on my side of the aisle basically tell people that don't have the same mindset, don't have the same priorities, don't have the same uh, concerns that our side of the aisle has that, oh, don't worry, I'm supporting your issue here. So are you paying attention now? Did you get your five minutes worth of information? Do you feel as if maybe, just maybe, there's something that could be done or should be done? Now, I don't lose sleep over people being involved, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, what position they take, because if it's truly open, if it's truly a fair and honest discussion, I'm confident that the better ideas will win out. I'm confident that the good guys will win long-term. The problem is they're not. They don't even pretend that they are. And our team (laughs) doesn't even show up most of the time. Or if they do, it's the weak sisters that show up and immediately cave and capitulate to what the other side wants. And let me ask you, how confident are you that that's what's best for our children and our grandchildren? How confident are you that we will still have a country that is recognizable by the time we're done. If you don't believe me, you can look at any European country. You can look at Canada. You can look at Australia and see the absolute wreck that they have become. And the fact that some of these countries are now essentially under invasion and doing nothing about it should be no surprise because the same exact thing is happening right here and right now. Well, the one guy in the state of Texas that has the authority, the ability, and the power to deal with it does nothing but blames the guy in D.C. Again, these are all things you need to know. And why does this matter? Because once again, the FBI, the national security apparatus, is far more concerned about people that actually live in this country, that actually are citizens of this country, that are taxpayers in this country, that are mm, contributing citizens of the society of what makes these United States, they're far more concerned about what we are doing than holding the line, than keeping out the bad guys. And some of that might have had something to do with the fact that, well, you know, they just redefined what the bad guy is. It's you and it's me. Now I ask you, consider that, think about it. And everything that you do from now Till at some point in the future when we have no other choice. You have no excuse. You know here in, in McKinney ISD, the Council of PTAs doesn't support what you or your family wants for your children. So you have option one, fix the Council of PTAs. Good luck. Option two, continue to gripe at school board meetings, which have zero effect at this point. Good luck. Three, support candidates to get rid of the current school board again can be done it's going to be tough but it's going to require some effort go for it or four pull your children pull your grandchildren homeschool private school whatever doesn't matter let that school district fall the dust on the sideline it may not be redeemable now my friend 
Chad, he disagrees with me. He thinks it is redeemable. He thinks there's lots of good things there and it can be fixed and it should be fixed. I don't disagree. There are lots of good people there. There, there are lots of good efforts at play there, but it's led by people that have no interest in fixing or addressing the issues that are present. And because of that, why would I continue to support that? But you need to make your own decision and you need to be educated on what that is and realize, depending on how involved you get and how hard you push back, you might just get a visit from the FBI. And with that, <laughs> I will encourage you have a good weekend enjoy your time off if you're living in north texas it's going to warm up it'll be spring again here in 15 hours who knows and until then i will see you on the other side